Cryptos, boring again. Gold, boring again. Silver and copper, meh. But everything is still awesome. Bill Gates is a uranium bull. Bill Gates also probably pays a whole lot less in federal income tax than you. For all the Elon haters, you're going to love this podcast today. There was a fuck Elon event that we'll get into. We'll talk Peruvian elections. We'll get into a host of things, whatever pops up. I am Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, the world famous, the witty, the intelligent, the chartist, Mr. Nick Hodge. How are you, Nick? Uh, Psycho identifier, let's let's say. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, Gerardo. How's it going? It's good. It was an interesting week. Um, a lot going on and also not much going on, right? And so it's great to see conference invitations back in the inbox. I am looking forward to seeing people face-to-face again. Lots of uh, positive feedback and emails and can't wait to see you and shake your hand. And then like a snarky email or two that, you know, I don't typically like addressing things on air publicly, but I am looking forward to addressing an email or so in person. Um, So I'm excited for that. And uh, no, things are good. Things are great. It's the summer. The Cubs are in first place. It's sunny outside. Life is good. Holy cow, we're playing baseball. Here we go. Hey, let's get to it. All right. Markets this week, kind of a non-event type of market. It was a pretty stable market from the volatility index perspective, right? There wasn't, there weren't a lot of moves up or uh, up or down. Uh, cryptos had a moment there where I thought I would be proven right. It plunged down to, Bitcoin plunged down to 32,000. Everything was down. The cum rockets were down. The uni swaps, the poppy swaps were down. Um, <laughs> everything was down and then everything kind of just like rose back up. The cum rockets found, you know, uh, their footing and uh, the poppy swaps and the uni swaps and the unicorns and the rainbows. And so, No, look, it was kind of a boring week all the way around. Gold ended up closing um, right around the 1870 level, 1876. Silver closed at 2792. Copper rebounded all right, closed at 452. Anything in the markets that stands out to you this week, Nick? So we want to have, at least I want to have an extended discussion about crypto. We had sort of one last week about really monetary policy and global taxation and, and how it all tied together. And I think there's a bit more to say this week about crypto that we can get into later with the fuck Elon event and, and some other things that happened. But uh, crypto sprang back. I mean, it had, yeah. um, you know, a bit of a sell off on, on Tuesday, I guess it was Monday, Tuesday, and, and it's back up to 36, 37,000. I'm talking about uh, Bitcoin and, you know, uh, most interesting thing is something we talked about a couple of weeks ago is silver continues to look strong. Silver names are really strong. Um, if you look like a mag silver or a Hecla or, or something like that, they're uh, performing really well. And so silver is not necessarily uh, boring, but, you know, and, and the other thing I'd say is that stocks are back at all time highs. The S&P sort of quietly did that this week. And uh Yeah. That's about it. Well, every time I say everything is still awesome, that's exactly what I mean, right? The major U.S. indices continue, for the most part, to push to new highs, right? At the very least, the uh, the S and P uh, and 
and and and the Dow. I mean, the Dow's sitting there at thirty four four. The S and P is at forty two hundred. The Nasdaq's at fourteen thousand. Even that had a solid week. So, no, look, um, no, no, no point in extending out the uh, the uh, the markets chatter. I'd love to get into an extended discussion on cryptos if you want to have that conversation. I think it ties in well with what we're seeing in the NFT markets. You know, you and I laughed about. Um, Beeple and his $69 million NFT um, and congrats to Beeple, right? Um, but we knew that was frothy and we knew it would probably take a pause and pull back the same way everything that runs the way that NFTs have run um, typically do. And I, I think we're seeing it in the crypto space. We've seen it in gold the last 10 months. Um, sure, it's had a good couple of months, but for the most part, we've been consolidating for 10 months in the gold space. Same for the juniors. Um, you mentioned silver. How's Silverhammer doing? Well, you know, I mentioned Mag and I mentioned Eklund <laughs> and silver names are few and far between, as we know, even names like, you know, Abra Plata, for example, and uh, Silver Hammer, which is still trading under the name Lakewood Exploration. I, was, I believe it was at 60 cents today. Um, you offered that in a private deal, didn't you? Sorry to cut in, but. Yeah, 25 cents. Uh, and that deal is still open. And in fact, I'm pretty sure I'd, well, it's closed off for expressions of interest and taking money. But, uh, you know, they're still getting all the funds and paperwork in at 25 cents. Um, and it closed at what, yeah. 60 today, 61? 60, 60 cents. So that's why I say silver is interesting. And so uh, that's what I was taking a look at. And the other thing I noticed in the broad markets before getting into crypto is that sort of the, you know, the inflation narrative is we're getting pretty widespread now. We had the the CPI number. Everyone knows that, you know, commodities and uh, goods are inflating and costing more. We talked about supply chain disruptions last uh, week on the podcast. And so I'm interested to see if, you know, the reopening uh, fervor, the earnings that come along with that can support, um, you know, the frothiness, I guess, as you called it, going forward, because, you know, it's one thing when you're getting year over year numbers posted that are what they are because the world ended a year ago and now it's sort of reopening. But we'll see how that uh, sustained itself going forward from here. And um, yeah, I'm happy to get into uh, crypto because it's very interesting and it ties into so much other stuff. So where do you want to start? No, no, let, let, let's get into it. Uh, one last thing on Silver Hammer. I mentioned that you offered that in a private deal because... I, I, I found out this week, apparently, that that, that model where um, accredited investors are able to pay a subscription fee and, and, and pay for access to these private deals. I, I discovered it was a model that was invented in 2018, apparently. That's not all-time highs. That's, <laughs> that's not forever. I can't. Of course, the fucking model wasn't invented in 2018, you arrogant fucks. But anyhow, I digress. Um, yeah, let's get into the crypto discussion, Nick. So there's a Bitcoin event last week, and I'm sure you saw some headlines about Fuck it. Elon! <laughs> Fuck to Miami, right. They're talking about um, Dogecoin to the moon. They had uh, a girl scantily clad holding the signs by the edge of the pool, and then uh, I, I'd like definitely. to say liberated, Nick. Liber, liberated clad. Liberated clad. Um, <laughs> looking, looking vaxxed, not sure about waxed. And then, you know, girls dancing in the, in the pool. Anyway, it was hey. a monstrous. <laughs> uh, biggest gathering of, you know, uh, crypto supporters ever. I'm sure Crypto Babe was there. 
the event was called Bitcoin 2021. And, you know, who was giving talks? Michael Saylor was there. Uh, Max Kaiser was there. And so it was a, just a pretty big, um, I guess, week for crypto in, in that respect. And then you had El Salvador be the first country to say, mm. uh, be they'll accept uh, Bitcoin as legal tender. And, you know, the announcements are coming so fast, it's sort of uh, tough to keep track of. But I saw something about them saying, uh, because of their volcanics and geothermal resources that they can, you know, mine Bitcoin uh, cheaply. And so getting a dot, that, that's a pretty significant mm-hmm. uh, milestone, right? And then um, I'll say fuck Elon for a second. And then you saw um, <laughs> the pipeline. If I see you in you Austin, know. Elon, that was Nicholas C. Hodge, not Gerardo <laughs> Del Real. <laughs> You're going to see it in Austin. I'll get to it in a second. Hang on. Um, and so uh, with the pipeline, we talked about a couple of weeks ago where the, the let's say, Russian affiliated hackers, you know, got the ransom for the, uh, the colonial pipeline. You remember this, right? Well, the government has now got some of that ransom back that was paid in Bitcoin. And so you and I were talking about. You know, one of the notches against it, at least from the government, is that it's, you know, readily used for uh, criminal enterprises. But in this case, it showed that it was uh, traceable. Right. And so at least in some cases, the government can uh, track and even uh, extract, reclaim, as it were, uh, Bitcoin. And so that's sort of another positive for it. Right. If the government can can do that, then it's, you know, not the boogeyman they say. do you know then, how they got it back, Nick? Are you aware of, I'm, I'm sure you are, because I know you've been keeping up with it. We chatted about it. But are, are, are you aware of how the feds were able to, to, to kind of steal it back? Just so what they the did. Justice Department didn't say. It said that they were able to track the transactions on the blockchain. And there was, that's why they weren't able to get it all back. They were able to track the, the portion that they got back to one account. And then um, they didn't release the details of how they were able to get into the, the account or the wallet and get it back. And then the, 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 Bitcoin they weren't able to get, they said, was disseminated among various accounts. You know, they're saying, uh, you know, various developers for the group or whatever that they haven't been able to get back yet. So, and, you know, the details were were pretty sparse. I don't think they're going to give away the secret sauce on that. No. And the, and the only thing they did say is that the, the, the hackers made the mistake of keeping the crypto that was recovered in a quote unquote hot wallet, right? Where it was actually connected to the internet. And apparently that was the rookie mistake that, that the hackers made is they went ahead and, 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 and actually connected their wallet to the internet where of course the, the hackers for the feds, for the justice department were able to get in there and take it right back. So, Hey, hacker people out there, don't connect to the internet. If you are stashing ill gotten gains. Also, physical, you shouldn't have ill-gotten gains. <laughs> something to be said about having it in your hand, right, Gerardo? Mm, mm, exactly. And so, um, anyway, so just a very interesting week for for crypto. And I guess I, I'll still put off fuck Elon for one one more second because <laughs> we didn't talk about poppy swaps last week. And I guess you know, um, one question that that I've had is why are so many people interested in the Bitcoin and I know uh, the crypto, I guess I should say, is, yeah. you know, I, I know the the get rich quick um, and I know the the incremental shares. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy, you know, a percentage of it, however much you want at a time. Um, and I get the new sort of 
paradigm, but there's always been uh, penny stocks and there's always been, you know, brokerages. And even now there's, you know, free brokerages and, and zero commission trades. And I've just been wondering, why is it that the bandwagon for crypto is so large among, you know, at this point, not, you know, technologically or tech minded or tech savvy folks, but getting more, let's say ubiquitous, more widely adopted. You talked about crypto, babe. I told you about the um, <laughs> the woman that was cutting my hair that day. And so I'm just sort of wondering, you know, about this. And I've been talking to more people about it. And, and I guess I wanted to spend a couple of minutes summarizing sort of the you know, response and it, it sort of comes down to it. You can talk about billionaire taxes in a second, but it sort of comes down to like, uh, I think like a rig system, right? And, yep. Um, and they don't understand how to put together a portfolio of stocks. Let's say they want to, you know, invest in 5G. Well, well how do you invest in 5G? It's like, if you want to invest in Doge, you just buy the Doge. If you want to invest in 5G, you've got to invest in some index that tracks the basket of those things or do research to find companies that are well positioned in that uh, trend. And that's uh, much harder. It takes much more legwork. It takes, uh, I guess, diversification among the sector, et cetera. And so in that respect, I guess we have to do a better job, you know, educating and showing people how to invest in uh, other things. And then um i guess they, they they view it as um i also heard a lot about 2008 i guess is, mm. where, is where we should go you know they saw how fast accounts went down in 2008 and how fast um i heard about people in charge right you know the the elite can just take the wealth back when they need it and right now they just don't need it and that's why they allow things continue to uh, inflate to to all-time highs and so um if they say you need whatever x times your salary to retire comfortable and nobody has that right if you know so many people have less than ten thousand dollars in their 401k in the united states you know why wouldn't i you know put a thousand bucks on crypto or doge or, or or bitcoin and so Anyway, I don't really know where I'm going with this other than it got me thinking about, again, which is something we think about all the time, is, you know, what money is and, and where all this is uh, going to go. And, and I wanted to talk a little bit about crypto and gold, because a lot of the things I heard, um, and this is nothing new to you, but were also reasons that you would own precious metals, right? Sure. Um and they say, well, I don't know how to buy precious metals or I don't know how to cash out. Uh, I hear when they I talk about gold. And so I was wondering, like, well, where's the crypto thing going to go? Let's talk about what money is, right? Is money uh, or currency or whatever you want to call it? Is it, uh, is it a stored value? Is it a medium of exchange? Is it something backed by trust? Is it a form of debt? You know, people call all those things money. Those You've heard all those descriptions for what money is. And something I've always, and I'm no Dennis Gartman fan. <laughs> I, hope, thing, I hope not. You would be I, the biggest contrarian I, indicator. <laughs> I, I did hear Dennis Gartman say is, you know, besides trust, the thing that gives the, the dollar its value is he said it's two words, it's aircraft carriers. And so I was wondering, how does crypto 
um, combat aircraft carriers uh, when it's time, I guess is one of the things I, I was wondering. And then I sort of I sort of skipped something in my head there is I wanted to talk about the billionaires a little bit because, you know, we saw this week, the billionaires pay no taxes. And we'll talk about that in a second. But everyone already knows that. Right. And that's another reason that uh, the system is, is rigged against them and that, that crypto has the. Uh, support it does and you know getting in on a paradigm shift is is something else i heard but anyway not to get too far astray i wanted to come back to that 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 aircraft carriers thing because it's like crypto doesn't have aircraft carriers and uh, aircraft carriers and gold doesn't either but gold's been around for um longer than aircraft carriers and and longer than uh fiat etc and so it's already ingrained in a part of the uh system and so i was just I don't know. It's sort of a. I'm throwing it back to you. Is um, when the the U.S. government, who backs its reserve currency with aircraft carriers and violence, state violence, says, "Okay, it's enough of the crypto." Uh, what happens then? I mean, does it go away? Is it taxed into oblivion? Does the adoption just stop? And anyway, that's sort of the conversation I wanted to have, or that's what I've been thinking about. I. I... A lot of good points there. A lot of great points there. Um, I would say this. I would say that the crypto space has done a brilliant job of marketing itself as the anti-government option for speculation and investing. And whether that's true or not, didn't matter to the people that were in the crowd in Miami, right? And I think if anybody just uh, Googles or YouTubes a video from the event in Miami, you'll see that the talking points have been brilliantly passed down, whether you're interviewing someone in the crowd or I'm speaking with Crypto Babe or you're talking with someone in the barbershop, they all can point to the fact that they like an instrument, whatever that instrument may be. I joke about Come rockets and poppy swaps and uni swaps. I didn't make those up. Those are real. Um, whatever the instrument is, it is a way, at least the way the branding has made it seem to be, to kind of, you know, throw your middle finger back at the government and say, hey, I this is a country that was founded, supposed to have been founded on principles of freedom and upward mobility and striving to become a more perfect union, right? And, and when we talk about those concepts, what appeals to people about that, of course, has always been the fact that you can be free as long as you're not imposing your will negatively, violently, um, in a law-breaking way, then you can thrive, you can excel, you can succeed. That's at least the pitch. And look, when you look at what the dollar has done, and this is the reserve currency of the world since the mid-40s after World War II and Bretton Woods, it would be very easy for a 20-something or even a 30-something that experienced 2008 to have a reference point about what can happen to the dollar and what will happen to the dollar over time. It's why I believe that you know, within the next five years or so, we, we have a new Bretton Woods agreement. I think they, 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 they'll come together and I think China wants a bigger seat at the table. And we've had this discussion before, so I don't want to get on a rant about that. But when you look at it from that perspective, I think cryptos are the new, exciting, hasn't really been tested in a serious way. Uh, and, and when I say a serious way, I mean what you said. What happens when the government really decides 
they no longer want this to be an instrument. There is a reason why 70% of governments around the world and central banks are studying coming up with their own cryptocurrency. It's so tone deaf that the government and central bankers believe that the technology is the appeal. I believe the appeal is the independence from government. And so it brings us back to the story that we started with where the government was able to hack it back, basically, right? In essence, that's what it did. But lost in that is that there was a good portion of that that wasn't hacked back. And and so there's two parts to that story and two sides to that coin. And, you know, it's a long-winded way of saying the trust in the dollar and the trust in the fiat currency has always been about trust and faith in government. And I've said on this podcast for years if I could short, if I could create an ETF, if Goldman Sachs would do it for me, of of of, of being able to short politicians um, and political comp- competency, I, I, I'd be rich, right? It's easy. I'd go long on margin with the, uh, you know, the whole the whole shebang, and so options three times levered the whole thing. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. And in, I, I'll say this: it's not going to help fiat currency or government's case. If they do either of those two things, if they restructure the dollar and the reserve currency and what that looks like, and or if they go after cryptos in a very targeted, serious way, because it'll kind of prove the point of the faithful amongst that crowd, that government is intrusive, that government is 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 abusive, and that we need to break away. And it might actually expedite expedite that last bang in our fourth theory, fourth turning theory that, you know, we've, we've postulated here for many years on the Bizarro World podcast. So a lot there. I think it's about trust. I think people don't want government intrusion more and more. We want less government more and more because power never concedes power quietly. Um, they, they, it, it, it's getting, you know, we've talked about voting rights and we've talked about, you know, a woman's body and her right to do with it as she pleases, whether you agree morally or not. Legally, there should be certain protections, right? And and I think, look, I think the more government overplays its hand, the the more attractive cryptos will be. And again, proof positive is you can buy a poppy swap, you can buy a uni swap, you can buy a cum rocket. Um, there's no limit to those. There is no store of value there. It's literally just a way, I think, for people to 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 to, to hit back at the government in whatever small way they, they, they want to hit back. Um, and we could have a deeper discussion longer when we could be here all day about, you know, the many different ways and frustrations that people have with government and the way that they act out. Um, and that would lead into a hundred other things. So I won't get into that right now, but that, that that's my long winded answer for you, Nick. I think it comes down to trust and a disdain for government and a mistrust of government. And I think that's why the dollar has done what the dollar's done for the last 60, 70, 80 years. Yeah, I think you got a, a group of aging uh, Gen Xers and 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 even millennials who are um, approaching the time they need to shit or get off the pot with the the housing market and retirement, and they're seeing themselves uh, priced out of reach. You were tweeting the other day about mm-hmm. uh, the housing market and and the private equity who's buying up these houses so fast. Entire basically. neighborhoods, Nick. Entire neighborhoods backed by zero interest rate policies, policies and, and, and cheap money from uh, the Fed. And so you can see why people are sort of, you know, looking for something uh, new to secure that future and, and also to stick the finger up, as you said, and crypto gives that. And then I guess last thing I'd say is we'll see if the banks can figure out a way to 
make some profit off the, the cryptocurrencies. I know some of them are starting to offer it to their high net worth clients and no ETFs have been approved yet, at least in the States. But if Wall Street can figure out a way to profit off of it, then um, it would probably make the government less likely to uh, come down with this harsh of a hand, right? Because who does government work for ultimately in this country and has for the exactly. past 60, 70 years? The corporations, we've talked about it, right? And so, you know, when you have someone like Art Laffer, who was on Fox earlier this week, um, for those that aren't familiar, he's an, an economist that, you know, has, 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 is really respected amongst some circles, the academics, and is really not among people with common sense. He got up on Fox News earlier this week, and in an interview, he said that the groups, including the poor and the minorities, aren't worthy of a $15 minimum wage for a first job. So. Are you fucking kidding me? So if I am, if I am, if I am poor white Joe Smith or poor white Pancho Villa chilling in my trailer, working my ass off, right? And I've been there, by the way, I'm not throwing shots. I've been in that situation, broke as hell, working my ass off, trying to figure out a way to make some inroads and secure some upward mobility for my family. And I hear this asshole on TV saying that my hard work and my sweat and my effort isn't worth a minimum of $15 while I'm reading that the corporations that I'm asking for a decent livable wage from, like the Amazons and the Microsofts and the Nikes and all of these, aren't paying anything in corporate income taxes. I am going to look for a significant or insignificant way to say fuck you to that system that tells me that my labor and my skill set, because I haven't made it yet, because I'm not in the sandbox yet, isn't worth a livable minimum wage at a time where everything is going up in price. People are paying 18000 for a box of air, as we talked last week, and everything is awesome everywhere. Everywhere. Cool, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Kool-Aid brass. I was going to tell you Kool-Aid brass. <laughs> and then I was going to say we should invent Kool-Aid coin. Let's do it. I, and I'm dead serious, Nick. We'll have a discussion in another day um, off air about just doing it. Let's do it and market it. We joked about, uh, I, remember, I don't know if you remember in 2016, we had a, a photoshopped picture about a block on a chain and how we were going to raise $10 million and how we could do it. Mm. And, you know, I can't, I, I remember during that time, I casually just brought up to the, uh, to a couple of people that, that I'm familiar with that, you know, uh, me and my business partner thinking about uh, raising $10 million for a venture. I, I had two people that didn't even ask me what the venture would be. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll help write a check. We'll, we'll place lead orders for you. Um, what are you guys doing? And then they, I, I, I explained it and um, they just laughed and they said, well, yeah, whatever you guys do, just let me know. I'll, I'll write the check. And sure, I know that I know that some of that is, is, is track record. And, you know, I was publicly relatively new to the space, but you had already established yourself very, very well in, 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 in making people money and getting good returns for the people that follow you and subscribe to your services and, 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 and have followed you over the years. But again, that was 2016. This is 2021, baby. This is Gordon Gecko. Greed is good. You know, let it fly. Let's go to Miami and just uh, ball out and say fuck Elon. Um, and everything is awesome. And and I think I think if we did launch it, I guarantee you we could get a good following for it. So you brought me to fuck Elon, which is perfect because I didn't want to forget. So Ta at the <laughs> at the Bitcoin event, Max Kaiser is on the stage, and this is when you know uh, Elon was tweeting about the. 
crypto and, and Bitcoin. And that's why the media was saying it was going down. And anyway, so Max Kaiser starts yelling, fuck Elon, we're not selling. And now, uh, apparently, they're doing a <laughs> fuck Elon tour. And Max Kaiser says that the fuck Elon show is coming to Austin in July. So you will have to you'll have to keep an eye out for it. I'll pull up in my Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And look, that that, that actually um, is a great segue again on, on on the conversation that we started having about taxes and how individuals um, that are on the lower end of the income bracket, if you include Social Security and Medicare, um, not to mention sales tax, uh, which everybody pays, so we can exclude that, but how people that are in the lower brackets actually end up paying a whole lot less. I mean, the top tax bracket in the U.S. right now is 37%, right? And there was a great article in ProPublica that highlighted that the richest 25 Americans, this is the creme de la creme, this isn't the top 1%, everybody. This is the top 0.00001%. They're paying an average of 15.8% on their reported income, less than half, less than half. So again, if I am Joe Smith or Pancho Villa, and I'm sitting in my situation where I'm working hard. I don't need a handout from the government. I don't want a handout from the government. I don't want a handout from anybody. I want to use my intellect and my hard work and my skill set and, and my hunger for knowledge to make a better situation for my wife and I. And then all I do is keep reading about stuff like this. Yes, I am going to try to find a way to lash out or at the very least, even up the score a bit. It's frankly what led me after being able to rub a couple of pennies together and doing okay with some real estate deals um, and some real estate investing, it's frankly what led me to the junior resource space. You know, I, I, I did a historical search of returns in the stock market and the S&P and the Dow and the major US indices. And all of that led me to realize you don't have enough money to make a significant change for your family um, if all you get is 3% or 5% or even 20% a year. You know, which at the time when I was doing this in the early 2000s, you know, see, see, seemed like a, a high percentage for, for the stock market. So I realized high risk can equal high reward, right? High risk, high reward. Um, and, and that's what led me into the junior resource space. And then, of course, I got on a mission on trying to find ways to mitigate that, um, that risk to, to, to my advantage and, and, and maximize the gain side of it. And so, you know, successful oftentimes, uh, unsuccessful other times, that's the way that it goes. But here we are, and I'm, 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 I'm thankful. But again, a younger, more impulsive me could have also found another route to say, I want my piece of the pie, and the odds are stacked against me, and there's no way that just doing it the right way is going to lead me towards prosperity or my sons having a better future so that they don't have that same situation, so they at least have more options to do right. And a lot of people in this country and around the world are doing it. It's why someone like Pedro Castillo in Peru looks like was just elected president of of of, of Peru. Um, and then we can talk about that here in just a second. But yeah, look, we'll put a link up to the article. I'd love to get your thoughts about, you know, the top 25 richest Americans, because again, yes, it's 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 hard to read when you realize the wealth inequality and the wealth gap that's occurred in this country and how easy it seems to be once you have a million to make two and make three. It, it, it frankly isn't hard. I, I joked about Silverhammer and private placements. Um, 
I, and again, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you offered me that deal at ten cents. I spaced it out. I, 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 I don't. I still don't remember you. You sending it over. I know you did because we talked about it. But um, it's a sixty cent stock. It's been what two months, three months? Yeah. So six times your money. Yeah. Easy work, right? It it barely registered when you sent it to me. I there was another point in your email that I gravitated towards, and then my scattered brain self. Um, Forgot to get back to you and actually look at the deal until it was 25 cents. And then I was like, oh, shit, I love this thing at 25 cents. <laughs> and I called a couple of friends and they got into it. Now they're calling me and they're happy because it's 60 cents. Again, Gerardo back in 2001, 2002 didn't have those options. I didn't have a network of, of, of a Nick Hodge or, you know, people in the space that that offer um, the, the deal flow that they offer to us. And I didn't have the network that I have now. So. I get people's frustrations. I understand it. It doesn't excuse illegal behavior. It doesn't excuse violent behavior. Sure in the heck doesn't do that. But it's um, it's it, it all goes back again to your your question about cryptos and why it's so attractive to people. I think people sense, even if they can't articul- articulate it, they 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 sense th- that that it's completely rigged. And 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 the more certain classes try to do it the right way, the harder it becomes for them. The more frustration that occurs. And and again, I wrote an article earlier this week talking about BlackRock coming in and buying entire neighborhoods, entire neighborhoods, a hundred thousand dollars above asking price on a home that's selling for three hundred thousand dollars. You know, I, I I you talked about your hairstylist. Um, you know, the lady that cuts my hair, she's she's married and her husband's an architect. She was telling me the other day how you know she 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 makes a good living. And she does well for herself and he does well for himself. Obviously, two very smart individuals. And it's frustrating to see all these beautiful homes that her husband is designing that they can't afford right now. And and trying to trying to figure that out with two very well-paying jobs, right? And careers. And so there's a lot of that going out, going around. I encourage you um, to prepare for uh, more unrest because I don't, see it getting better anytime soon, not without a transformative event. And I, I, I hope that it's, I, I, I hope that it's not what I, what I, what I suspect and, and what I know historically uh, leads to the, to, to, to those types of changes. Right. So that's my rant. Well, we're going to see, you know, I think some of the stuff was just so egregious and I think, People expected that it went on and, and, and knew it went on, but here we get it in sort of black and white, like, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos, the richest man at the world at the time, paying no federal income taxes and even taking a $4,000 tax credit for uh, a child care tax credit that, like, I'm not eligible for, for example. And so... Um, you know, I think that when they when it when it comes out like that, you, you had Republican senators even um, I'd have to scroll up to see the gentleman's name. Uh, Senator Patrick Toomey from Pennsylvania, who helped write the uh, the Trump tax reform in, in 2017, saying, you know, we didn't write it so that multi-billionaires could uh, pay no taxes. And um, so, you know. Stuff that we've talked about uh, over the months, right? Uh, that changes are coming to the tax code. We'll see how much they truly affect the corporations and uh, ultra rich. And make sure you're protected if if you're in an income class that could get swept up in that, right? Know the rules, uh, use them to uh, your advantage. And then, you know, to your point about you know financial class and the banking class getting so much richer and, and having those tools. 
uh, some of the tools were also laid out, right? Uh, one of the strategies is about, you know, um, borrowing and then dying because once you're rich enough to, to live off the interest or to take out loans against it, especially take out loans against it, uh, the government doesn't consider those loans income because they got to be paid back. And so uh, once you're rich enough that you can, uh, you know, live on the equity, uh, take loans against the equity, then you can die and pay them back after you're dead. Right. And then you don't have to pay tax while you're alive. And, and so some of the strategies were, were sort of um, laid bare as well. And then about, you know, investing. I mean, this is sort of you know, what we talk about is, is how you put it to, to use for for you. I think it was. You know, Charlie Munger, who said once that the first hundred thousand is, is the hardest to get. He doesn't care if you got to, you know, walk to work and, and work two jobs. Once you get that first hundred grand, you can really uh, put it to work. And, and that's especially true now is, um, you know, when we see multiple uh, asset classes inflating to uh, all time highs. And so, yeah, I think people don't understand that. And I think that people who weren't. Um, in on that or didn't deploy enough capital into this bull market that's been going on since whatever february march 2009 <laughs> um <laughs> you know um, you remember how huge that that, that bailout seemed i'm sorry to cut it but do you remember how huge 700 billion dollars in a bailout seemed yeah oh yeah tark for sure it was crazy yeah and now we talk about trillions like it's nothing. And I don't know if people the, realize. The troubled asset relief program. I, I just <laughs> yep. started the newsletter about it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And now we talk trillions like it's nothing. I don't think people realize the difference between a billion and a trillion. It's pretty uh, significant. I won't tell you what, what sector Goldman Sachs thinks is going to create the world's first quadrillionaire, Gerardo. I'll save it for another day. We'll save it for next week. Um Speaking of hedge funds, uh, the hedge fund behind Amazon and MGM, that deal, it's placing a big bet on uranium. Um, and it coincides with Bill Gates preaching, we need to close down less reactors and focus on building more reactors if we really want to reach the, the, the CO2 emissions goals that, you know, depending on who you believe is, is, is a global plot to you know kind of enslave everyone and monitor everything or you know just a, a, a way to reduce emissions in a responsible way whatever side of it you believe is true doesn't really matter because big money is behind it now and anytime you get the billionaires like bill gates and you get the hedge funds um that that that, that are starting to venture away from deals like amazon and mgm yeah they did that one but now they're also paying attention to a small space like the uranium space we are in for a hell of a uranium bull market, guys. And for those of you guys and gals, and for those of you that believe that, you know, the three, four, four, fourfold, fivefold gains in the uranium names over the last six months was it, the train left the station. We're going to have this conversation in a couple of years and you'll absolutely be kicking yourself if you don't have some exposure there. So um, that's my rant. <laughs> Um, what did I want to say about uranium? It was good to see a uranium chart in the Wall Street Journal. Um, they're not the only ones who are, you know, seeing the uh, yellow cake, as it were. There's been a couple of deals we've talked about, you know, Sprout going in uh, to the physical market, creating sort of a, a de facto ETF. And then, um, 
you know, UEC taking physical delivery. We've talked about sort of these, you know, producers who aren't producing going into the uh, physical market and um, buying up supply to, to sell later at higher prices. And then um, there was actually a pretty big deal in Kazakhstan with the Chinese who who made a, a JV to build a uh, a new uh, uranium uh, production plant and take 49, was either 49 or 49 and a half percent of the offtake. And so um, a lot of deals going down, a lot of early smart money getting positioned to continue to wait for a, a significant pullback as I have for shit feels like three or four weeks now and it, it hasn't materialized. And um, Bill Gates, you mentioned something very symbolic, you know, building uh uh, we mentioned it last week, a uh, uh, next generation nuclear plant in Wyoming on top of a, a coal plant. And then, you know, that sort of uh, gets everybody talking, right? You have senators, Wyoming senator comes out touting, uh, you know, Wyoming's history of uranium mining, et cetera. And so uh, not a lot of options, not a lot of companies to buy for sure. Not a lot of options, small space, not a lot of companies to buy. When when the when the other VC fund that they mentioned in the Wall Street Journal article was run by a guy you almost hired to write a newsletter about uranium, it's like small, small world, man. There's not a lot of, not a lot going around in uranium. <laughs> but Art Laffer doesn't believe Pancho Villa or Joe Smith deserves fifteen dollars an hour. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm going to run around saying that all weekend long. Yelling we, the, we got a door the Explorer book and it's, uh, is that your new favorite word? Chest. And well, it's all good night. You got to say good night to the, all the animals. And it's like, say good night to the mice. What a snow chest raton is. And so we go through all the things and, and obviously I like the snake. Culebra. Buenas noches, culebras. You know what was funny, not funny? Criminals using FBI phones this week. There was an article about that. I would love for you to share your insights on this because it made me laugh and it'll make me laugh more if you tell it. I mean, you know, (laughs) where do you start? You know, you have these dumb criminal things over the years and they always get people's attention, mugshots and stupid criminal of the week. In this case, it was like, uh, thousands and and thousands of of messages and uh, over eight hundred suspects that the uh, FBI and and other global police agencies were able to corral because of a um, basically a secure messaging service that they were able to <laughs> to co opt with the founder um, and all these criminals thought that they were using the secure messaging service and then they were able to get uh, d- devices in their hands that use this. Uh, they probably gave them service. like two for one deals. And so I, it was incredible, right? So they ended up getting 12,000 devices in over 45 languages into the hands of criminals. And uh, since 2019 recorded more than 27 million messages. So... Um, you know, organized crime rings around the world. The, the total haul is um, 800 suspects, 32 U.S. tons of drugs seized, including cocaine, cannabis, amphetamines, and methamphetamines, 250 guns, 55 cars, and $148 million in cash and crypto. So, um, 
I don't know what else to say except God, criminals around the world. You really were dumb on that one, right? I mean, uh, (laughs) I mean, and you know, I don't know. What do you got on it? Everybody's still getting high. (laughs) Right. No matter the shortages, no matter who gets arrested, the, the, the drug supply chain keeps on going for sure. <laughs> the crypto party in Miami look lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it um, yeah, it, it, interesting times, interesting times indeed. Um, let's talk Peru elections really quick before we go. Just you know, and I, I, I kind of said my piece a couple of weeks ago. I think I, I, I said even if Castillo did win, that. You know, the conversation immediately would turn to we're not nationalizing. We're not we're not, you know, um, taking all the minds from everybody. We are going to consider a hike, a royalty hike, uh, a hike on taxes uh, for the for the producers. But producers will keep producing and Peru will continue to be the number two copper exporter in the world. And companies will continue to find ways to make a profit. That's the way it goes, everyone. And so I think that the initial headlines were very um, sensationalized. I, I, I think, listen, there are aspects of Mr. Castillo's campaign and some, some of the people behind him that should absolutely be watched and monitored and, and you know, everybody should be vigilant about. But as it relates to the economy, um, I think we're going to see a stabler Peru than most people assumed under a Castillo presidency. I don't know if that'll be the case for every other aspect of his um, administration, but at least on this front, I think, you know, I'm still happy and content. Chicana's taking a hit. Chicana Copper, still an excellent explorer, still has all the copper, still has all the gold. I I, I spoke to a, a CEO from a bigger explorer in Peru this week, and he said, look, the rocks haven't changed. We're going to make sure that we highlight more of the social programs we've always, always worked on and make sure that we're in touch with the administration to, 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 to make them understand the value that we bring as far as employment and safety protocols, the work we did during COVID, and the fact that, look, if this ever turns into a mine and is developed, this is beneficial for the people of Peru and the government of Peru and the Treasury. And so be reasonable. And I think, I, I, I think in a couple of months, we're going to see a situation where you know, the Reguluses, the Chicanas, the Hannon Metals um, will be exploring and discovering more stuff and ripping higher. But we'll see. I've been wrong about Chicana up until now. You know, it had a mini breakout to the 60 cent range and it's pulled back pretty, pretty severely down to like the mid 30s. And so let's let's see if that's an opportunity or not. They keep drilling. They keep hitting. They're cashed up. Resource estimates coming up. There's an opportunity if you're looking for one, I believe. We'll see. Like it. I kept some optionality to the sector. Um, still got some Hannon shares, some Chicana shares, some Hannon warrants in the money. And so uh, I've been watching very closely as well. Seems like, you know, accusations of fraud, et cetera, are playing out now. But um, looks like Castillo was the winner and uh, interested to see, uh, like you say, how the rhetoric gets turned down as, as he comes into office. Same, same. Nick, that is all I have on my mind at this current moment. Is there anything else you need to get off your chest? No, no. Um, I think that was a pretty good conversation and uh, we can end it there. 
Thank you as always for the weekly therapy session. Thank you all for listening. And apparently there's more and more of you. I'm seeing, you know, messages on LinkedIn and emails and all sorts of stuff, which is really neat. I mean, we never know if anyone listens or if, you know, somebody in, in, in Australia is listening. And it's been really neat to see the diverse group of people and age groups that actually tune in and listen to us rant and rave about the markets and everything else that peeves us or makes us smile and happy. I will leave it there. I am Gerardo Del Real. This is episode 121 of Bizarro World. It's been fun chatting with Mr. Nick Hodge. Have a great week, everybody. Be safe. Be nice to each other. Watch out for the culebras. Say bye, Nick. Buenas noches, culebras. <laughs>